one show on pop culture and politics. This is the Michael Medved Show. And another great day in this greatest nation on God's green earth. And maybe, maybe it's just not a good idea to have President Biden talk anymore about the issue of the day. The issue of the day is Afghanistan, which has a profound impact on safety and security and the economy and everything else regarding the United States of America. And yet, when he speaks about it, uh, it's a disaster. Uh, apparently, there is um, a uh, new interview, exclusive interview he just did with ABC News which he, quote, opened up about his decision to withdraw and said he did not see a way to withdraw from Afghanistan without chaos ensuing, which is unbelievable. Uh, fortunately, not every politician is that befuddled and confused and off base. And that's why it's a, a pleasure to welcome back to the show Governor Chris Christie, uh, two-term governor of New Jersey, and uh, one of the, the Republican candidates for president back in 2016. He's also the author of an upcoming book. It's not finished yet, but it's called Republican Rescue. Uh, saving the party from the truth deniers, conspiracy theorists, and the dangerous policies of Joe Biden. Governor Christie, when I first read the title of your book a couple of weeks ago, I thought it was a rescue of Republicans. It's called Republican Rescue. This may have to be a rescue by Republicans, uh, given everything we've been through the last couple of days, don't you think? It's a dual rescue, Michael. It's, it's, it's we have to rescue our own party so that our party is going to be there to be able to rescue the country. Okay, right now, uh, the the situation is so awful. We'll play this for you as soon as we get it because I'd love to get your reaction. Oh, okay. This just broke from ABC News, and it's an interview with Biden explaining his decision to withdraw. I want you to listen to it, Governor, and respond if you don't mind. Here is the President of the United States. Look at what's happened over the last week. Was it a failure of intelligence, planning, execution, or judgment? Look, I don't think it was a failure. Look, it was a simple choice, George. When the, when the Taliban... Uh, let me back it put it another way. When you had the government of Afghanistan, the leader of that government getting in a plane and taking off and going to another country, when you saw the significant collapse of the, of the uh, Afghan troops we had trained, up to 300,000 of them, just leaving their equipment and, and, and taking off, that was, you know, I'm not, this, it, it, that, that's what happened. That's simply what happened. But we've all seen the pictures. We've seen those hundreds of people packed into a C-17. We've seen Afghans falling. That was four days ago, five days ago. What did you think when you first saw those pictures? What I thought was we're, we have to gain control of this. We have to move this more quickly. We have to move in a way in which we can take control of that airport. And we did. So you don't think this could have been handled, this actually could have been handled better in any way? No mistakes? No, I, I, I don't think it could have been handled in a way that there, we, we're going to go back in hindsight and look, but the idea that somehow there's a way to have gotten out without chaos ensuing, I don't know how that happens. Uh, 
Governor Christie, I'd love to get your response. It's so outrageous on so many levels that I, I don't know whether I'm more outraged by the lack of caring for what he wrought or the lack of understanding of his responsibility. But both are incredibly troubling for the future of the country over the next three years. Uh, look, what he should have done, and I said this from the beginning, is a force should have been left in the country um, to be able to prevent it from once again becoming a terrorist haven that could be used to launch attacks against the United States. There were two reasons for going into Afghanistan in the first place. One, to hunt Osama bin Laden and those responsible for the 9-11 massacre. And two, to be able to try to prevent that from being a terrorist nest again from which the United States could be attacked. Now, we still have troops in Germany since the 1940s. We have troops in South Korea since the 1950s, all because keeping that level of stability is in America's national interest. For Joe Biden to not understand that is a fundamental failing of his understanding of what is in America's national interest. And let's say you agree with him and you didn't want to have even a, a small force remaining to keep that stability. Then you need to evacuate everyone before you withdraw. You need to not give up the Bagram Air Force Base so you can use that as a place to evacuate people out of the country, both Americans and those who supported the United States. And I will tell you, Michael, the only people today besides Joe Biden who are not looking at that as a failure are China, Russia, and Iran who all believe that this is another step in America's diminishment as a world power and a world influence. I don't see how anyone can disagree with that. Of course, I would add to that list the other individual voice that thinks that this has actually been a triumph and a demonstration of strength and courage. Nancy Pelosi made that comment today. Of course. But of, course, see, of course she is, Michael, because because Nancy Pelosi is in the midst of such a dream come true for her that she has a president of the United States who is so inept that he just goes along with every bad idea she and her caucus come up with that she doesn't care what else he does as long as he keeps signing the stupid bills that she and her caucus send up to the hill, send up from the hill. Okay, but that—that uh, that is uh, that game is going to be over pretty soon. Uh, do you think that her dreams will continue to come true in November of two thousand and twenty-two, when she no. her? No, of course. I mean, it, it doesn't look so good for them uh, getting maintaining control of Congress, does it? It doesn't because two things really matter in this circumstance, Michael: um, incompetence and being out of step with the American people. And they're displaying both. The incompetence of the way this was done in Afghanistan and her cheerleading for that incompetence. And secondly, um, being out of step with the American people. The American people do not want to have critical race theory taught in their classrooms. The American people do not want 
a massive government that's in every aspect of its life. The American people do not want to see us be a weaker nation around the world. And that's what the Democrats are giving us now. And they're going to send a very clear message in 2022, the American people are. And I believe they'll return at least the House of Representatives to, uh, to the Republicans. And if we get the best candidates we can, they'll return the United States Senate to us as well. I, I, I do believe that that is the trend of things because it, it, it's very, very difficult to, to look at the record of this administration on a, on a range of issues where they, they just haven't responded in a credible way. One of the things that President Biden had said was going to be a priority for him was immigration reform. And the issue of immigration has been all but ignored while uh, the flow across the border where the first aspect of immigration reform, as everybody agrees, has to be border security. Um, we will get to that and we get to more about Republican Rescue, which is the name of the upcoming book by our guest, Chris Christie. An honor to have him to experience some breaking news, but I wish it could be more encouraging breaking news. Uh, this is sad for the administration, but it's sad for the country as a whole. Right back with more from former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. It's pathetic. The Michael Medved Show. It's not responsible. It's beneath the... I haven't uh, seen uh, the new book by Chris Christie yet, partially because it hasn't been finished yet or published, but it will be soon. It's called uh, Republican Rescue, Saving the Party from Truth Deniers, Conspiracy Theorists, and the Dangerous Policies of Joe Biden. And the title alone makes me want to read it, Governor Christie. I... Um, I, I I, I do know, because you've said it before, and it seems more important now to keep in mind, there's such a great temptation to just go into this next election, the off-year election, and, uh, well, the midterm election in 2022, uh, basically just to concentrate on all the terrible things the Democrats are doing or trying to do, and basically attack, attack, attack. But I know you believe uh, that it's also worthwhile to have uh, a platform for change and a Republican agenda that would actually appeal to people on its own and would help make the country better. Uh, what do you think would be the most important issues to emphasize with that kind of agenda to win back the House and the Senate? Well, I, I think first we have to stand up um, for what's going on in the classrooms across this country and say that what Republicans believe is that educational decisions are best made by parents um, and teachers at the local level and not dictated to them by members of Congress, the educational bureaucracy, um, or, the, or the teachers' unions across this country. Um, we have lost a year and a half of education of our children because of the COVID pandemic, and we need to get focused back on what's happening inside every classroom, um, and Republicans need to stand up for supporting parents to be the ones who are making those choices for their children. Um, we need to get back to a society that that, that absolutely values and rewards work. 
the idea that we have a labor shortage in this country because mm. the government, the federal government, is paying people more to sit on their couch than they could get, than they could make if they were out working is an outrage. And we need to get people back to work uh, because there's value in work, both not just monetary, but there's intrinsic value in going to work every day and doing a job that needs to be done in this country. Our party needs to stand for that. And we need to stand for the idea that around the world, America will still be a force for good. And not only by having our military do things that need to do, that's secondary. It's by showing in this country every day that a democracy can work, that a republic is the right way to go for the rest of the world, and to continue to allow people to want to emulate us around the world and be our allies. That's part of what makes America strong, both at home and around the world. Do you believe that uh, Republican unity is an important goal, or are you? Do you go with a school that uh, um, a whole series of uh, tough primaries across the country actually makes the party stronger? Listen, I think a prim primaries for the right reasons make us stronger. If the primaries are going to be going to be about what our policies should be tomorrow as a party in any individual state to help make that with that state and our country a better place, that's great. If the if the primaries are motivated by backwards looking things, by arguing about the past, by grievance politics, well that just weakens our party and makes people think that we care more about settling old scores than we care about making sure that everyone has a better future in this country full of opportunity and prosperity and peace. And that's what we need to be thinking about. So depends, Michael, on what, the, what motivates the primary. But if it's backwards, grievance, vindictive politics, that's bad for the party and as a result, bad for our country. What a great answer. I um, uh, And in terms of what is going on with Afghanistan right now, which I, I think is going to uh, be on people's minds even uh, a year from now, two years from now, it's going to be there. Uh, what should the Republican position be uh, other than that this is completely messed up and incompetent and inept? Beyond that, what we should emphasize should be? We now, I think, we have no choice, given that we've now ceded almost all of the land in Afghanistan, except for one airport, to the Taliban, that now our goal should be to send in the amount of force that is necessary to make sure that every American and every person who supported our cause in Afghanistan who wants to leave are going to be permitted to leave safely and securely by the American military. And that's what we need to do. It would not have been my plan, as I said earlier in the earlier segment from the beginning. But now that we've ceded almost every inch of Afghanistan back to the Taliban, we have limited choices left. And what we owe is to the people, our own citizens, and to the people who supported us in Afghanistan, we owe it to them to get them out of that country safely so they're not subject to the awful barbarism that, you know, typified the Taliban rule 20 years ago. I, I know that you were the U.S. attorney in the state of New Jersey when New Jersey lost more people on September 11th than any state other than New York. Um, do you believe that the war on terror is over or should be over, or is this going to be a continued um, matter to be addressed by the United States government? Only American citizens 
uh, of some stripe, mostly the progressive stripe, could think that the war on terror is over because they live in an instant gratification society. Our enemies don't time these things with, with watches. Uh, they don't time them with stopwatches. They time them with calendars. And they are willing to wait. Wait till we drop our guard to be able to come back after us. And they are celebrating today with the gift that Joe Biden has given them in Afghanistan. And I'll tell you something else, Michael, we should be talking to our supposed allies in Pakistan who fed, clothed, and housed the Taliban for 20 years uh, to get them back into Afghanistan to take over this country. Um, so no, the war on terror is not over. And for any of us from New Jersey and New York in particular, who lost so many citizens on 9-11, the idea that we would allow the place where not where the 9-11 massacre was born and executed to be back in the hands of the people who nurtured that is a disgrace. And for him to do it within weeks of the 20th anniversary of September 11th is an absolute insult to the families of the loved ones who were lost on that day and an insult to the memories and to the families of those who lost soldiers in Afghanistan fighting the war in the aftermath of that attack. Uh, and amazingly well said and good for you. And the book is, uh, which is coming out, when is the uh, release date for the book, Republican? The release date is November 16th. And Michael, having been an author yourself, you know the greatest words I'm about to tell you. The book has been put to bed. It is done and it is at the printer and it is going to be ready to be, I hopefully, in people's hands all over this country on November 16th. That's terrific. Uh, 